Hey, Dwayne. Why do black widow spiders kill their males after mating? Why is that? To stop the snoring before it starts. Oh, wow. So, um, what are we talking about today, Jill? Strange you should ask. We're talking about black widows. As in the spiders? Nope. Something totally different. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get our little warning out of the way, and um, we'll let you tell us about it. This podcast may not be suitable for children. If you are easily offended or bothered by strong language or dark humor, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast accepts no responsibility for butthurt feelings or erections lasting longer than four hours. Thank you. And welcome to the What the Was That Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. And I'm Jill. And today, um, looks like we're talking to Black Widows. We are. We are talking about Black Widows, but not the spiders that you're so fond of. Yes, not fond of spiders at all. Don't care what kind of spider it is. What we are actually discussing today are Black Widow killers. Ah, intriguing. So, so we're talking about black widow killers, which are named after the poisonous spider that sometimes kills and eat their male counterparts after mating. Hmm. Which is real, not just the joke that I told. Correct. Yes. So, usually, this refers to like a husband and wife relationship, but it has also been used to describe any woman who uses her. Feminine persuasion to lure their victims in and benefit in some way from their death. Sounds like the ultimate bamboozle. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, I mean, the female version, the human version of a black widow spider. All right, so I guess today I'm going to need to do a little recap of last week because I made a boo boo. Well, we made a boo boo in our research. Yes. Or got some bad intel. <laughs> no, I, I think I just wrote it down wrong, or I read it and, mis- and transposed it in a different spot. But last week, we had talked about uh, Mary Teal. Molly Teal. M- Molly Teal as the Black Widow of Hazel Green. Well, turns out that Molly Teal was not the Black Widow of Hazel Green. You've ruined her good name. I have, and I apologize sincerely. Um, Molly Till owned a brothel in Huntsville. So maybe didn't ruin her good name. Not quite so much. (laughs) But at the end of the day, all is good because after Miss Till's passing, her home was donated to the city of Huntsville and it became the first Huntsville Hospital. Oh, so everyone that caught the herpagona syphilis could just stay there and get treated. There it is. <laughs> so all's well that ends well, correct? So do we know who the Black Widow of Hazel Green actually was uh, then, since it wasn't Molly Teal? Yes. The actual Black Widow of Hazel Green was Elizabeth E. Rout. Okay. And you're going to tell us a little bit about her to start us off? Well, I am because, well, there wasn't a whole lot to find on her. But this is back in the um, 
the heydays of what the 1800s so yeah so elizabeth rout was born in maryland on october 28th of 1795 and um she died on may 7th 1866 in marshall county mississippi so she lived a, a good long time a very long time and uh, she was known as the Black Widow of Hazel Green. The real one. The real one. Uh, her maiden name was Elizabeth E. Dale. First married to a Gibson, then a Flanagan. She had no children by either. And both died mysteriously after marrying her. And within like a year, wouldn't it, apart? I- Something like that. I mean, she obviously was going through them pretty quick. Yeah, so she next married Alexander Jeffries. He built her a home on an Indian mound. That's never good. Never good. That's how you get haunted, people. Yeah, and, you know, uh, side note, I read this week where there is a, uh, a housing development going on today right in the same area of Huntsville. On an Indian burial ground. Hmm, so in a year or two, we'll have a new topic. Yeah, so this that should be fun. Um, where was uh, ah, They had two children, William and Mary Elizabeth. And Mary Elizabeth died at six years old. And she was buried on the plantation. Which we don't think she that mom killed her necessarily. Just kids, some kids died back then. Uh, most kids died back then. Yeah. They, they, you know, if you got past six, you were probably doing pretty good. Ripe old age. So, she was buried there on the plantation, and Mister Jeffries died, and Mary. Wait, what? What this is? When Mister Jeffries died. Pause. <laughs> Mister Jeffries died the year Mary Elizabeth was born. He was 65. What? 65? Having a child? Well, I mean... Wow. I mean, I'm 42, almost 43, and there's no way I'd want another child right now. So you'd want me to kill you if we had another kid? Yes. (laughs) Um, Next, she married Robert A. High on May 15th of 1839. And... He had been a legislator from 1838 to 1839, and he died in April of 1842. He didn't last long with her. No. So what is that, three years? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. She's burning through them. Next married... Oh, uh, Al... 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 Absalom. Absalom Brown. Mr. Brown. Yes, Mr. Brown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on March the 16th, 1846. My dyslexia is trying to kick in. <laughs> and he died, oh, y'all ready for this? In 1847. So he lasted less than a year. Less than a year. And to an unknown disease that caused his body to swell so bad, they had to bury him at, bury him the night he died. 
And that was back, they'd like set you up in your living room and let people visit you dead for a week before they'd bury right. you then, right? Yeah, like, that's that's why we have the, the flowers thing, because mm-hmm. that was to help cover up the smell of the decaying body. So, didn't usually just throw them in the ground as soon as they died? No. But he apparently got gross pretty quick. Apparently so. And in 1848, she married Willis Rout on May 11th, and he died shortly after. So now, this is strange, too, that she remarried this many times back then, too, isn't it? Uh, yeah, because that, that was I'm just remembering from, from Gone with the Wind, like, once Scarlett O'Hara's husband died, she was supposedly supposed to be alone forever. Right. She was not happy. Well... And some of the stuff that I had read about these mysterious husbands dying is she would have some of her, her which back in these days they had slaves, but she had a few that she would call to come get the bodies and go bury them out in the, the cemetery there on the plantation at night so no one would see it being done. So people, she'd find husbands that didn't know she already had a husband. I'm assuming. But she had a kid. Only one that didn't make it past six. No, she had two. I hadn't got to that part yet. Yeah, you did. Did I? Mm-hmm. You okay. said she had two kids and one of them died. All right. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, okay, so Elizabeth's father, Adam Dale, he also died in the home while he was down visiting in 1851. Same thing. She had him buried out in the cemetery with all of her husbands. And this is back when they just threw you in the ground and didn't... There was no concrete... Vault. And vault and casket and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Her mother didn't want him buried... Sorry. Pause. We're going to have to redo this whole damn thing. Do we need to just start over, period? Or you need to push through? Now, let's push through. You knew we were going to do it, take two. I know. That's part of the fun. Her mother didn't want him buried. Why can I not say the word fucking there? Damn it. I don't know. I put it there. It's I see it, but I just my brain saying, no, 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 no. Her mother didn't want him buried there, so she had him exhumed and moved back to Columbia, Tennessee. His body had petrified and turned dark. making people think that he had gone the way of all of her other husbands. So So she killed her daddy, too. Killed her dad, too. Wow. That's crazy. I hope she didn't have sex with him first. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) driving on, Elizabeth had a feud with a neighbor, Adler Tate. Abner Abner, ain't that what I said? You said Abler. Yeah, same guy. Okay. Yeah. Abner Tate. Why do they have weird names like that back it then? It was the 1800s. He Everyone ac- was named William, Mary, and Abraham. He accused her of murdering her husbands. Weird. Under what? How did he come up with that? I'm guessing his yard had a view of the slaves burying all the people in the backyard every other day. <laughs> What was he still doing up at night? Burying his wife. Oh, we don't know that. (laughs) She was tried in court but never convicted. So he actually got her to court. 
I guess so, yeah. I guess, well, I mean, then there had some to be a bad, bad lawyer not to be able to prove that she did it or prove. They didn't have proof of anything back then, though. Unless somebody, like, caught her in the act, then you couldn't really prove anything. Uh, Whenever you got six of them dropping like that. Yeah, but women were always, like, innocent, you know, protected creatures back then. And she probably just cried and said that he was... Yeah, defaming I'm, her character and yeah. fainted on the stand and they all just like rushed her to the brothel hospital and <laughs> rumored that she had had a hat rack in the main hallway of her home where she hung each husband's hat after his death oh her trophy case is that not enough to prove that she's knocking them off? Who wants to keep trophies? It's her memory wall of her dearly departed husbands who passed too soon so that she can think of them and remember them. And, you know, I think all of these folks were pretty wealthy, too. Well, I mean, she maintained her livelihood somehow. So, in 1968, arsonist burn the home all that remains is the front staircase and vandalized gravestones and uh, there's actually a song on YouTube about this lady and um, we will leave a link to that in the description uh, locals say she still visits the graves well, at least she's hanging out with them so yeah I don't know that I'd be visiting people I killed. Maybe she's just visiting her her daughter. Maybe. And people have seen her auburn hair image gliding in and out of the trees where the house used to stand. And to the best of my understanding is it's like plantation open field and there's a patch of trees in the middle. And that's where... The, the cemetery is. Yeah, I tried to get a, a location for it, and I couldn't nail down a, a good location for it. I just know it's on Jimmy Fisk Road yes. in Hazel Green. So if we ever get out that way, maybe we'll go drop up and down the road and look for it. And if I had thought about it, I would have went ahead and pulled the video up. Could have gave a little clip of it, but... Of the song? Yeah. Probably need to get permission first. Yeah, I'd ask him before you played that. Yeah. So, another local story. This one actually was brought to our attention by your daughter. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, she lives in Jacksonville, and this lady lived in Anniston, and I think her daughter actually went to school at Jacksonville? Yes, I think that's, that's what she said. Okay. So, this lady's name was Audrey Marie Hilly. She was born June 4th, 1933. And she died February 26, 1987. And like I just said, she she was born and raised in Anniston, Alabama. She married Frank Hilly on May 8, 1951. And this one is, is a little different. It's it's not like yours where we're going to go through like a, a string of, of husbands and stuff. Um, it's got a little twist on it. So... Frank and Audrey had two kids, Mike and Carol. 
Um, Audrey had some excessive spending habits. Wouldn't know anything about that. Me neither. So, back in, I guess it was probably the 50s when she was, yeah, they married in 51. So, she had a job. But obviously it didn't pay enough to support her spending habits, so... Yeah. And in the 50s, women weren't known for working outside the house other than in department stores and retail. Yeah, and, and I didn't see specifically where she worked. I just know she had some sort of job. And if it was anything like my grandparents, it was only part-time. Yeah. Well, and so in order to support her spending, she needed to come up with a way to make some extra money. So she had sex with her bosses for extra money. That'd do it. She's an entrepreneur. Is that what you call it? No. <laughs> that is not an entrepreneur. Uh, so, um, Frank, which was her husband, and Mike, that was her son, started suffering from an illness that seemed like the, the stomach flu. Oh, I know what this is. Yeah. So, Mike, her son, he moved away to go to seminary school and mysteriously got better all of a sudden. Oh, it's what happens when you quit eating rat poison. Right. So, in 1975, so this is a little while after they got married, 24 years, um, Frank came home early one day due to being sick with this stomach flu and found Audrey in bed with her boss. Nice. Um, In May of 1975, so that, that same year, he went to his doctor for nausea and was diagnosed with a viral stomach ache. Viral stomach ache. Yeah, because, you know, they didn't doctor things real good back then, I guess. But yeah. that was 75. That wasn't that long that w- ago. No, it wasn't. They it was 45 years ago. Yeah, I mean, they should have had something better than viral stomach ache. But even now, if you go to the doctor and they can't figure out what's wrong with you, they tell you you have a virus. Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure in 75, kids were still eating paint with lead in it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, Frank was admitted to the hospital, and there they diagnosed him with hepatitis. And then he died. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. May May 25th, 1975. Hey, bud, you got the hepatitis. See ya. Dead. Um, They did an autopsy, and it revealed symptoms that closely resembled hepatitis. Like his organs kind of what they had thought was going on with him, so they didn't do any further testing. Oddly enough, when he first started getting sick, Audrey was planning for her future to take care of her children, you know, in case something happened. Oh, big life insurance? Yeah. Um, she got a life insurance policy and received $31,140. Well, I guess in the 70s yeah, was quite a bit. Doesn't sound like a lot now, but that was probably enough to buy house then. Well, I mean, in the 70s, you could probably get a car for like five grand. Yeah, so it was a good bit. Yeah. So three years later, after he died, Audrey took out a $25,000 life insurance policy on her daughter, Carol. Oh, no. Within a month, Carol started experiencing nausea. Just like her deceased husband and her son that moved away to go to seminary school? Right. I see a pattern forming. So Audrey started giving Carol injects, injections that she said would cure her. 
quit feeding her rat poison, but, then she'll get cured. But told her not to tell anyone about the shots. What was she giving in the shots? I'm just throwing rat poison out there because it's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. So Carol was admitted to the University of Alabama Hospital. Roll Tide. At that point, Audrey was arrested for writing bad checks to the insurance company, which caused Carol's policy to lapse. Oh, so now she is killing her daughter for nothing. Right. Wow. But, good news, doctors noticed lines on Carol's nails and sent hair samples for testing. The test revealed arsenic levels. (gasps) Is that what they use in rat poison? I think it is. Oh my goodness, look at that. So the arsenic levels were a hundred times the normal level. I didn't know we had normal levels of arsenic, but... I think our body can handle minute amounts of it. What was a hundred times what it should have been? That's a lot. So they equated that to she had been given doses of arsenic for about four to eight months. Wow. So this made them a little curious. Did we exhume the body? We exhumed Frank's body. (laughs) I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) If you get that reference, we can be friends. (laughs) They tested him. And, of course, you know, he decayed a little bit by then. This was a couple years later. But it revealed 10 to 100 times the normal level of arsenic for him, too. But, you know, his hair was still probably there. Right. Well, it said 10 to 100, so I'm assuming, like, different samples they took had different levels. And they couldn't get a... 100% 100% read right. on him. But even if you have arsenic levels in your hair that after you've been deceased for four, six months, years, ever how long, any amount of arsenic is going to be there. Right. So. So she was still in jail for the bad checks. And they went and arrested her on October 9th, 1979 for the attempted murder of her daughter. Wow. On November 9th, so one month later, she was released on bail. Because, you know, that's what we do. We let murderers get out on bail. Mm, she some went, things never change. She went to a local motel and disappeared. Like disappeared, never to be seen again? No, but disappeared for a little while. Okay. A note was left indicating that she, quote, might have been kidnapped. <laughs> But was listed as a fugitive. So I guess it was like, Audrey has been kidnapped. Love, Audrey. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. That's the impression it gave me, that it was pretty obvious she left the note, but... But she might. Yeah, she wanted somebody to think she'd been kidnapped instead of just ran away. Nice. <laughs> so she traveled to Florida under the name Robbie Hannon. Ah. I don't know where she got that name from. And there she met John Greenleaf Homan III. They got married on May 29th, 1981. Oh, I had just been born. Just a few short days before that. When was it? May 29th, 1981. A few short days before that, mm-hmm. yes. Audrey talked about a twin sister named Terry Martin. And she and Mr. Homan moved to New Hampshire. In 1982, so the next year, she left telling him she needed to tend to family business and see doctors about an illness that she had. Hang on. The twin sister bit. 
Does mm-hmm. that come into play anytime? It does. Okay, because that seemed very random, and you just breezed right past it. Mm-hmm. She she talked to him about, remember, this is Robbie Hannon. Right. And talking about her twin sister, Terry Martin, to her husband. So just tuck that away for later. Okay. Well, tuck it away for right now. Because she she left and went to tend to family business and see doctors about an illness. So when she came back, she said she was the twin sister, Terry Martin. Oh. And poor Robbie had died when she was in Texas. What? Oh. And her twin sister shows up at her mourning husband's. Well, he wasn't side. mourning until she told him he was that she was dead because he didn't know. Wow. She had to break the news to him. I guess she must have gotten the address off of her dead sister's body. Must have. I don't I mean, know. Yeah. Not only a black widow, but apparently a bearer of bad news. Yes. So there was apparently a smart police detective around there that got word of this. It takes a rocket scientist to figure this shit out. And he suspected Terry Martin was really Robbie Homan, and that she staged her death. Wow. They brought her in for questioning... And then he probably got more than he bargained for when she confessed that she was really Audrey Marie Hilly. <laughs> so she was extradited back to Alabama because, you know, she had been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> she might have been kidnapped by her twin sister. Yeah. So once she was extradited back, she was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for Frank's murder. And 20 years for the attempted murder of her daughter. What about her twin sister that she killed? Well, no, she that was herself. I know. <laughs> <laughs> In February of 1987, Audrey was given a three-day pass to go visit her hubby, John Homan. Guess what she did? She killed him. She disappeared again. Oh, no. <laughs> This time, they found her four days later. She'd been crawling around in the woods, been rained on for four days, and the temperatures were dropping into the low 30s. So she was about to die. She was taken to the hospital to be treated for hypothermia. While she was there, she had a heart attack and died. Of all the luck. (laughs) That is crazy. Didn't they make a movie about this? I think they may have. Because that is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, she might have been kidnapped. She went under an assumed name. She made up a twin sister, then assumed her identity. Disappeared twice from Bond, and I don't know why we're giving people three-day passes from jail to go see their husband. That's weird. Well, back back in them days. She's getting know. a conjugal. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So so that's our, our local Black Widows that we have to talk about. Um, we have a few, I'd say famous Black Widows. I don't know that they're very well known, but they're historically famous, I guess you'd say. Right. So. But I just, I really didn't enjoy that one because there's just so much wrong in it. There's and, so much going on. And I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> But it's funny because, like you said, she might have been kidnapped. She made up a new person. She made up a sister. 
She assumed the sister's identity after she killed herself. Then she goes to prison, gets out, and then almost dies in the wood just to survive long enough to die in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that police detective, though, thinking, oh, I think I have solved a huge case here. I think this woman is actually her twin sister who faked her own death. And then he finds out it's a completely different person who's wanted for murder in another state. I wonder if we could interview him. I, he might be dead. I mean, I probably so. <laughs> I don't know how to find him. He didn't have his name. I was doing math in my head, and uh, yeah, he's probably dead. In the 80s wasn't like 20 years ago like we're thinking it was. That's crazy, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so What you got next? All right, so the fa- first famous-ish Black Widow I was going to discuss is Amy Archer Gilligan. And this is one, it doesn't have anything to do with a husband at all. Amy actually ran a nursing home in Connecticut. And she had dozens of her residents who died shortly after naming her in their insurance policies or giving her $1,000 for their care. Now, I know $1,000 doesn't seem like a whole lot, but we're talking about between 1911 and 1916. $1,000 is a whole lot. whole lot of money. So they'd give her $1,000 to pay for their care for their length of stay, however long it may be at this nursing home. Their stay was three days, you know. <laughs> right. So she was making bank. Cash in hand, air bubble, and heart. Yeah, either that or, okay, well, you come here, I'll take care of you for free, but I get your life insurance when you die. <laughs> oh, funny, it's a week later. Oh, you have blood poisoning? Let's go ahead and bleed all that out for you real good. Oh, I think I went too far. Yeah. Hi, George Washington, you. During that five years, at least 48 people died in her care. Oh, I was wrong. Including her husband. So there was a husband. Oh, wow. I wonder how much she got for him. I don't know. The police began to investigate after a relative of one of these people here got suspicious. They had Everybody exhumed. Well, no, sorry, I'm wrong. They didn't exhume everybody, but everybody that they did exhume had traces of arsenic or strychnine. Telling you, rat poisoning is the thing when it's it the way to go. Works on rats. Yeah, I would personally use a Granddaddy Long Legs because their poison is lethal, but you wouldn't look for it. Well, no, it's just not that traceable. Oh, okay. And it's, you know, they probably wouldn't think to look for it. I'd use insulin. Y'all hear that? (laughs) Insulin. (laughs) If I come up dead, check my insulin levels. You can't check your insulin levels. You can check your blood sugar, but then maybe we're diabetic and we didn't know it until it was too late. She has it planned out. (laughs) I have a diabetic son. He has insulin, just saying. And, but also, <laughs> she's not on my insurance policy. I'm not. We need to change that. Uh, not on <laughs> yours either, so. I don't have one. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so, she. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness we're going to re record this. <laughs> she was suspected of killing at least 20 people. At least. But you remember, 48 people died in her care. 
but it was a nursing home. So probably some of them she didn't have to poison. Yeah, probably some of them just died from old age. Mm-hmm, whatever they were needing nursing homing for. Her lawyer convinced the prosecutor to only charge her with one murder. One? How How do you get away with one? Um, I'm guessing on her back. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Touche. Or maybe with some life insurance policy money. One of the two or both. Maybe some Astroglide. Yeah. So she was found guilty and given life in prison. For one murder. For one murder. When she she got 28, possibly. Yeah, I guess it really didn't matter a whole lot that she only got charged with one if she gets life in prison anyways. Um, She did, though, get transferred to a mental hospital. So she got the cushy sentence, I guess. If how'd she get managed, or how'd she manage to do that? That I don't know. It just says she was transferred to a mental hospital. So I think she's faking. And she died in 1962 at the age of 94. Wow! Talking so about a long life. She lived a ripe old age in that mental hospital, just taking her pills and living it up. Yeah. After killing a whole bunch of people. I wonder if she told any stories. Well, who'd believe her? She was in the mental hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so. Kinda, so kinda I like think, Sling Blade there. Yeah. So I think um, you've got someone that you're going to, or a couple of people that you're going to tell us about now that are famous-ish. Oh, shit. So famous you've never heard of them? I really should have read my notes. You should have, because you didn't know you had someone else to talk about. Surprise! You know, because I told you about them when I was reading it. Okay. So, I'm going to tell y'all about Helen... Is that Goley? Goley. Goley, or and Olga... Ruderschmidt. Ruderschmidt. I am so bad at this. <laughs> so... Helen and Olga. So are they a team? They are. Okay. Because I was like, I see no no differentiation in yeah, the... Yeah, uh, they, they were a Black Widow duo. Hmm. Double the pleasure, double the fun? <laughs> Something like that. So they preyed on the elderly homeless men in Los Angeles. Hang on. Why the hell are you going to prey on homeless people? They ain't got nothing. Well, just read on. You should have read your notes. They befriended the men with offers to help them? Mm-hmm. Like take them off the street? Yeah, here, we'll give you a place to stay, let you shower, feed you some dinner. Had them sign life insurance policies listing them as beneficiaries. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing where <laughs> this is going. So... Kill oh yes, I remember talking about this. Killed them in hit and run accidents and collected insurance money. But how many times can you have well, I guess they're not married to them, so it's not gonna look yeah, that suspicious. It's not gonna come back to them, I guess. I mean And if it's different life insurance people And there's two of them, so they can take turns. Wow. And use different companies and it's all different names, oh. I'm sure. Holy crap. So here's my thinking. We're still talking about way back in the day. These ladies were caught in 2008. 
eight on two counts of murder, and they'd collected two million dollars. Not for, not for getting charged, but over over the years of right of killing these homeless people, they they collected two million dollars. And they were in their seventies when they were convicted. So they had already lived their good life. Now this was their retirement plan. They're going to the pen where they get three hots in the cot and ain't got to worry about shit. And, you know, oddly enough, I didn't find anything about them dying. So they may still be alive. They might be. Well, 2008, and they were 70. They could still be kicking it in their 80s in the yeah, jail. Yeah, they could, could be. And they pled not guilty at the hearing. They didn't do it. They didn't do nothing wrong. They was just helping those fellas. Yeah, it's not their fault they got plowed down by a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you know, these grannies going to jail—they probably, they probably in the nice jail that like fluffs their pillows and stuff and has the linen pajamas. So they're not in Jeffrey Epstein's prison. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't say nothing, Hillary. Promise. We didn't nothing. say anything. He killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> and since this is a podcast and you can't see me going, wink, wink. <laughs> Awful. So oh, goodness. I've, I've got one more famous-ish Black Widow for us to talk about. Bring um, it. This one is Mary Elizabeth Wilson. She was known as the Mary Widow of Windy Nook. So she was a happy. Yeah, doesn't that sound like a lovely little like fairy tale? Met Wind, Widow Nook. Mary Widow of Windy Nook. Windy Nook. Like windy, like. Yeah. So is that kind of like on the edge of a bluff with the ocean in the background? Well, and she breeze? did live in the UK, so it's very possible. I mean. I mean, it sounded like a glorious setting for a fairy tale moment. Yeah. Oh, I'm down. So. Enlighten me. So let me just crash that dream for you. She lost four husbands between 1955 and 1957. Were any of them found? No, I mean lost like they died. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But did you hear those years? Four husbands between 1955 and 1957. That's two a year. Yeah, that's two years, four husbands. That's, that's two husbands a year. <laughs> yeah. So, some of her marriages only lasted a few weeks, but was long enough to establish herself as the heir to their estates. Oh, that's weird, isn't it? Her, I mean... Her dark humor aroused suspicion. And let me tell you, if I ever get charged with a crime, I probably didn't do it, but my dark humor is probably what made me a suspect. Yes. Because <laughs> I will make jokes about it and make someone think I did. And she will also make you very uncomfortable. Did my cat just jump down? No. You're hearing things. No, I felt the floor shake. Hmm. Earthquake. Or did you do your foot? I don't think I did. Did you not feel it? No. I was breathing. Weird. So, because of her dark humor, um, just some examples of it. At one point, she asked the local undertaker if she could have a discount. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get a two for one today? 
You're going to really like this one, too. I'll let you breathe for a second because I need to see your reaction to this one, too. So, Okay, hang on. Hang on. Let me go ahead and and set the stage for for this because, folks, I didn't research none of this. My bad. (laughs) I, I, I got the board going. I've been editing other stuff. I just... You did read about Elizabeth Rowell I, I and did. knew about her, but I kind of took your notes for it. Right. You. So all this stuff that she is sharing with you guys is new to me as well. Even the stuff that I just read, hmm, that was still new to me. Which is why he struggled a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that hit, that was left field. Can, can I get a discount? Well, wait for this one. Wait for this one. Okay. So during one of her wedding receptions, her friend asked her what they should do with all the sandwiches and cake. She said, we'll keep them for the funeral. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't. She wasn't even trying to hide that. No, she just straight up said, just hold on to them. They'll keep. (laughs) Yeah, just wait a few days. This one, he's already on the way. These sandwiches are going to last longer than he is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh. So, because of her saying some things like this, which, <laughs> you know, I would probably at that point be making jokes like that too, but made people wonder what was going on. So, they exhumed the bodies and they were found to contain insecticide. Arsenic? It just said insecticide. Oh, they may not have had arsenic over there because yeah. they're like all over that stuff. So. So, she was sentenced to death in 1958. And if I remember correctly, I didn't write it down for some reason. I think she was the last woman sentenced to hang over there. You did say that the other night while you were um, reading some of this to me. But something happened and they ended up reducing her sentence to life in prison. Which didn't last long. She died four years later. In 1963, and she was 70 years old. Wow. That that was nice. Yeah, I thought, I thought you'd like that one. I, I had to keep that one for myself because of the dark humor. I kind of you identify with her. Yeah. I did. I bonded with her a little bit. Yeah. So, hmm. Laura. So, the Merry Widow of Windy Nook. I mean, she was merry. She was joking about stuff. She. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a discount? <laughs> oh, just hang on to the sandwiches for the funeral. You know what? Can I get it? If I can't get a discount, can you just wait to bury him? We'll throw them both in the same hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I got another one coming next month. <laughs> just put him in the freezer. Is storage cheaper than burial? Because <laughs> I, I got one, another one on the way. He doesn't know it yet, so kind of keep this on the down low. Wow. Hey, what you doing next Friday? Uh-uh. <laughs> That's awful. But. So, I think I think that show ended up not being quite as long as I thought. It, it rolled along pretty smoothly. Yeah, it's looking right about. We're going to hit this about the 45-minute mark like mm-hmm. we were shooting for. So, um, so we're going to head and. Do a little housekeeping. A little, little bit of housekeeping. Up. So um, my intro music was supplied to us by a good friend here locally. Uh, his band is called House of Curses. 
and we'll, uh, we'll put them up on the Facebook page so that y'all can find them easy. Yeah, we'll link you to their page and go give them a like for us and tell them how much you like their song. Download some stuff. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and let the whole song play at the end of the episode. Um, and y'all just go go give them a shout out because uh, they do a great job. They they they're a good bunch of guys. I've sat in and worked with Josh on a few shows and just um, all around good guy. So yeah. So, if you want to go to that Facebook page that I mentioned, um, we have Facebook and Instagram. You can find us the same way on both, and it's WTF Was That Pod. So WTF Was That Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Feel free to send us some messages on there, um, comment on stuff. We're going to share pictures and links and stuff like that on there related to the shows that we're doing. And then we have an email. We do have an email, and our email is wtfwtpodcast at gmail.com. And they can email us at that email. They sure can. And what kind of things can they email us at that email? Um, if you'd be interested in doing a, a interview, telling a, a story of a, a happenings to you. Ghost story. We prefer you not call and confess your crimes to us. Don't do that. Um... You know what? That's her opinion. <laughs> you call you if you want to confess. That's cool. I mean, I'll listen. I ain't saying I won't hand it over to the police, though. Yeah, we're probably going to report you, so you might want want to do that. Um, but you know, anything, any comments or suggestions, constructive criticism, show ideas. Yeah, we um, I have thick skin, so you're not going to hurt my feelings. You're going to hurt my feelings a lot. So I'll let him read all the emails yeah. and filter them for me. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to try to set up some phone interviews for stories and whatnot. And that's why I bought the board that I bought. And, you know, just whatever you would like to share with us, feel free to email us. So We'd give you hints about what next week's topic is going to be, but we don't know yet. Yeah, we're going to discuss that <laughs> probably tonight. Yeah. So, on that note, guys, uh, y'all come back and see us uh, next week or the week after. Yeah. I think we're, we decided to do it every two weeks. Every two weeks right now until we get up and rolling good. Yeah. We both got full-time big boy and girl jobs and lots five, of kids. Five kids and lots of other small hobbies. Yeah. So. Um, we're going to start off with every other week, and if we can get it rolling good, we'll move up to weekly. But As for right now, we'll, we'll see you in two weeks yep watch out who you marry please (laughs) y'all have a good afternoon